Hello, Internet, and welcome to Say Report Junior, the show you should be listening to, downloading, and... Sub- nope, dang it. Bad part. <laughs> you said you didn't have anything fancy. And, I know. And well, there's fancy, up. and then they're screwing it up entirely. <laughs> uh, the show you should be listening to, subscribe to, and downloading every week. My name is Zach Sarawick. And my name is Dale Decker. I almost took a drink when oh, I was oh, supposed man. to say my name, and then I thought beforehand. We're getting the hang of this. My My memory has also just been messing with me for, like the last few days because I've been playing games that I've definitely played before and don't remember Anything. 90% of. Yeah. <laughs> that sounds about a, right. Played Illusion of Gaia, which is a 25-year-old Super Nintendo game that we owned for our original Super Nintendo, and I have played on PC later on, like recently, like last five or six years, and I remember the opening of that game very well because it's a great opening to a game. And I remember the end when you're going up the tower and doing the massively obnoxious boss rush. And yet there was like five or six towns. I didn't just nothing. I got no idea. Yeah, <laughs> no idea what, what what was going on in that game. Nice, which, nice. Which was great because I mean, it was like playing it for the first time all over again. Yeah. That's good. That's the way I should always have a 25-year gap between when I first play a game and when I play it through the second time, I think. That's not true at all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, five, five or six is good. Yeah, five or six yeah, works. No. Um, I just, I don't know. That I like when that happens. And I'm like, oh, yeah, this. Oh, yeah, that. It happened with um, Legend of Zelda Link to the Past for me. And uh, that was only like months removed from each other. Yeah, I don't even like. That. I, I'm sure there's parts of like Link to the Past at this point. I don't remember. It's been a while since mm-hmm. I've played through that game. Yeah. Well, so, like, as everyone knows, I played through it for the very first time last year, the beginning of last year. Um, actually, yeah, it's like in the it's in the anniversary era area of when I was playing it, um, and trying to beat it. But and then I tried to play it like maybe three or four, maybe six months after. I had beaten it just to just for fun and I was like where do I go (laughs) (laughs) and Devin was like you need to get the I'm like the pendants the pendants yep okay where do I go for the pendants okay to be fair that game does put an x on your map like to point you in direction I forgot okay I forgot everything Gaia doesn't do that oh my god illusion of Gaia is insane I don't know how anybody decided that that was the way to make a game because there's so there were parts of that game where I spent 30 minutes running around a town going what do I do next and then I was like let me leave the town for a second and sure enough there was another area to go to that wasn't there before it's like well I guess that's where I go now like I like it's it's it's, it doesn't funnel you in the best way you're like this is what this is the next thing you should be doing yeah Yeah. nice Oh, man. Kingdom Hearts was not as obnoxious like that, too. I've been playing through Kingdom Hearts because Kingdom Hearts 3 comes out soon. And so for the grand total, yes, for the grand total of $100, you can get all the entire collection, basically, on PS4. Um, Oh, my God. I forgot how many of those games came out. Speaking of bad memory, (laughs) I loaded up. So if you get the if you get that $100 collection there, that's in there. Yeah, I know. (laughs) That's on that list somewhere. Because uh, if you buy that collection right now, you have immediate access to basically all of the games that have already released, and then it will just download Kingdom Hearts 3, whatever that 
oh, comes wow. out. So, um, oh, so because so they like, had released. So, so sixty bucks for Kingdom Hearts three. A hundred bucks for nine games, <laughs> like forty extra bucks, and you get nine the entire games. collection yeah. that they have. Because they put out, um, what do they call them? This is the other thing. Their naming convention is insane too. So it's like Kingdom Hearts one point five and yep. two point five final remix, which yeah. gets you um, everything. The Kingdom Hearts final remix. The 382 over two days, yep. Dream Drop Distance, two, Chain of Memories, and there's one other one. Yeah, it's basically all the movies that were yeah. like on <laughs> DS, and they're like, yeah. yeah, we can't do this on PS4. And like PSP, Here's and a like movie. PSP which yeah. doesn't exist anymore. So yeah. yeah. And then there, it also gives you a special like 2.8, which is like the prologue bridge between Kingdom Hearts 2 and all of those games and Kingdom Hearts 3. So you get all six or seven of those immediately and then it's like and then whenever we finally decide to you know give you kingdom hearts 3 which they swear is the end of this month but you know we'll see you know that game's already leaked actually it is probably coming out yeah because people this happened with um smash brothers as well Uh retail copies went out to stores like at the beginning of the month so they would have them for like midnight releases and stuff and sure enough people not paying attention or the street date yeah, either either on purpose or by accident yeah. because you know, I've been in that situation where a box shows up in the back of in the back room and you're like, well, put it on the floor, and then you turn around and realize, oh, yeah. I'm not supposed to put this out for three weeks. <laughs> yeah. So, but so I've been playing just I'm just on Kingdom Hearts. I've never played more than Kingdom Hearts, which is why I don't know why I spent the money on this thing, except for the <laughs> fact that I'm fascinated by the not just the, the concept the of the idea. game. Yeah. Not just the concept of the game, which for anybody who doesn't know what Kingdom Hearts is, it's a Final Fantasy game, but instead of going to different kingdoms, you're going to different Disney worlds. Yep. And so like Mickey and Do- uh, Mickey and Donald and Goofy are like your companions and you're meeting Hercules and Tarzan and all this other stuff. Yeah. And a bunch of the characters from like Final Fantasy 7 and 8 show up. All the ones anybody actually remembers from the PS1 era. Um, yeah, I've so never... I've never played past that. But the like the enthusiastic fan base of that game <laughs> blows my mind, especially if all you've ever played is the first Kingdom Hearts game, which is only like a B plus game. Really, <laughs> it's a fun game. I'm enjoying it. It's also like the writing is like so so. The action is so so. Uh, I'm having the same problem that I had with Gaia, which is I don't know where I'm supposed to be going or doing half the time. Yeah. Because this came out in the PS2 era when the idea of like a quest list didn't really exist. And so it's just like somewhere in a dialogue box that you yeah. might skip by accident. Someone said what to do, yeah. and that's you all can you get. You never get it back. No. <laughs> I mean, so... I don't. Yeah, I don't know. I, I've told the stories of my experiences with Kingdom Hearts and trying to fight Race Ryoku. Raiku? Ryuk- yeah, I could, I could not say his name first. I is Riku. Um, You're trying to say like Ryu from like. Yeah, I don't know well, why that one hasn't shown up. That's in a this different series, R. Yeah. Um, yeah, like trying to race him and all that. So no, I I have never played. I've never played Kingdom Hearts, but there is a part of me when the 2.8 thing came out, and it was like everything, every single Kingdom Hearts thing to prepare yourself. I was like, I started to consider it because I was like, I could just do it, but I don't. I'm bad for, at playing. For even, I'm glad at like keeping up with video games and playing them to completion. Well, and this is like, also they would like just sit there. 
This is also a series that has gone off the rails. Like the first game, very simply, the ver- the first the story in the first game, at least in the first half or two thirds that I've played, I don't know. I'm eleven hours in. Yeah. I don't know what that means with this game. I just got through Aladdin, Agrabah world. There, that's for if anybody out there <laughs> knows where I am in the game, that's where I am. <laughs> uh, my 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 best friend Joe would know. <laughs> Joe, Joe's going to be like, he's only like a third of the way through the game. Don't yeah. tell him that. Yeah. But he's like, going to be like, he so has far, no idea. <laughs> yeah, so far the story is that like someone is destroying all of these different planes of existence. And so like your character Sora is from Final Fantasy world and gets thrown out of his world and finds himself yep. in all of these different Disney worlds. And so he's trying to stop these worlds from being destroyed and use the special like key-shaped weapon to find these keyholes that will lock away this darkness that's eating everything. And like crazy, you know, Japanese anime storyline, but simple enough. I happen to know that after this game, it goes bonkers (laughs) as far as like there's time travel involved and like there's like conspiracies going on with all of this other all of these other like final fantasy characters that haven't even shown up yet yeah there's like, like the reason that they who are the same characters but they're different but they're the same people right but they're and not like, <laughs> and like the way that this game that this game series came out was kingdom hearts kingdom hearts 2 and then you started getting all of the extra ones like dream drop distance and 382 over two days and reloaded Matrix Unchained yeah. God nonsense coming in. <laughs> and the thing is, all of those are happening around the timeline in different places. So the nice thing is that when you get this HD collection, they put them in order chronologically. Oh, that's nice. <laughs> so I've like, always gonna... wanted to know what the chronicolo- chronological yeah. order of Kingdom Hearts was. So you can always. just go down the list now. It's like play, yeah. but, so it's like play Kingdom Hearts, then play 382 over two days, yep. then play Dream Drought Distance, then play two, because that's the order chronologically of things happening. <laughs> Everything I know from Kingdom Hearts has come from Joe and my friend JQ, and they have like, they love it, and I keep hearing from them, hey, it's like, they're so excited for the third one to come out, and oh my god. It's like, I want to be excited. <laughs> like, I just Here's don't know anything. You could spend hundreds of hours playing through this game like I'm going to do now. Mm. Or you could do the free thing, which yeah. is you go on YouTube, and I'm sure there's probably, like, a playlist of, like, in 24 hours of explainers that just is, like, in a day, learn everything you need to know about yeah. Kingdom Hearts yep. and just move on. You're ready for three now. <laughs> it's great. Oh, man. <laughs> But that's what I've been doing with my time, basically. Nice. It's just that's like good. just like I mean, sitting here fun. playing through these games and just like trying to understand. I'm trying to I'm trying to figure out the moment where people were like, I need this all the time. <laughs> Beyond just like I like Final Fantasy games and anime and also I like Disney. Yep. Which is where I think the original fan base started and now it God knows where it is. Everywhere. Yeah, it's great. It's cool. I don't know. I give it props. I'll give it its props. The props it is due. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I haven't been playing video games. The the I've really only been playing Pokemon. I beat Pokemon. We all know that. And then you and I traded some stuff. We did. We spent like an hour trading. We spent like an hour trading Pokemon. <laughs> um, I yeah. Now I have Nintendo Online, which is crazy. Like I have, I don't know. Like That's I, knew, an interesting I knew it thing. was going to happen. I knew it was going to happen. I just didn't expect it to happen 
so it's such a it's such a weird thing because it's basically like pay us four dollars a month so you can trade your Pokemon for an hour. Like that's what they're asking for. Yeah, like uh, <laughs> I knew that once I got Pokemon, it it would be the time for me to get Nintendo Online. But it's like now I don't know what I'm gonna use it for other than you playing like Ninja Gaiden. I'm just gonna yeah. I'm gonna try and beat Ninja Gaiden, and that's, that's another. It. That's another weird thing is their 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 Nintendo uh, their NES online library thing, their like streaming library, yep. is weird it's very because weird. theoretically they're adding like two or three games a month to that, but oh, they really? choose really weird times to do it. Yeah, oh, so that that hmm. originally when it launched in what September October last year, uh, I think it was September. Whatever it was, whatever random yeah. day they yeah. chose to do it after a oh, year and a half way, of the guys. system being out. Yeah. <laughs> Um, there was only like 20 games yeah. and it was fairly funny cause it was like half of those games were on the NES classic and the other half were just like really random games that they threw up there. Uh, and then every month they've added two or three, but they don't, it's not the same date. It's not like on the first of the month or the first Monday of the month. Yeah. Like, it's not like Xbox or PS4 where it's like you can set your like time right. to it. it. It's like sometime this month, we're going to give you these three games. And they'll show up eventually, whenever we're ready to put yeah. them up there. Yeah. Um, but one of the interesting things, I don't know if you've looked through the, the library, but one of the interesting things they did was they've re-released a couple with a special tag. Have you yep. seen that? Yeah, I saw Devin. Devin was reading through when we got online. Devin was reading through them, and it's like Legend of Zelda special, Metroid special, and you have it's basically like New Game Plus, where you yeah. have everything at your disposal and you can just play. Or, or at least the stuff that makes it like the easiest to get into it, like yeah, yeah. like the original Legend of Zelda. Instead of making you find everything, they're like, well, here's a couple of bombs and the sword and a bow and arrow. So that makes it like ten times easier to get through the first twenty to thirty minutes of this game before you have to actually collect these things. So yeah, I don't know. It's cool. I <laughs> it's interesting. I'm gonna see how how long I keep online though. Cause I don't know I mean, if I'm gonna keep it for that long. And it really Unless depends on what I you. Have a reason to. Right, it depends on what other games come out, right? Like Smash yeah. Online, you need, yes. uh, you need this for, and I think everything, even Splatoon. Like that was the the big controversy was that they added Splatoon two to that list, even though Splatoon two had been out for like a year, yeah. for free. Um, which I, mean, I think they told everybody that that was going to happen, but still, it's kind of a crappy thing yeah. to do. Like the, um, the things that I'm thinking of is I could get back into, get back into like I could play Paladins if I'm bored and like want see, a you game don't, to play. Um, but what's interesting about that is you don't need Nintendo Online for that. You don't Paladins, Paladins and Fortnite. You don't. I could have been playing are... Paladins this whole time. Oh yeah, did you not? I have no, not oops, been sorry. playing. I have oh, yeah. not been playing Paladins because yeah. I'm the like that... I don't want to deal with it yelling at me because I need online. No, because the way that it works is the what? same way that actually PlayStation, actually Sony and, and I think Microsoft handle this the same way, which is if it is a free game that is an online only experience, it's basically you can still do that. It's only when the game is paid and then has an online thing oh, to go with man. component to go with it. Well, yeah, I take back my statement then. I wish <laughs> Kirby had some online Kirby Star Allies. That would be great. I would, that would be love great if that. You could do that. Like, like oh, it'd make me so happy because. There's new DLC for that, and I need to play through it, but I, it would make me so happy if there was online. Like, I think I really am only going to use online when Pokemon's around. Honestly. That's fair. Like, that's totally fair. The, like, yeah, whenever no. the 2019 hey. one comes out, like, that's what I'm going to be using it for, if anything. 
I mean, I still haven't renewed CBS All Access because Discovery Season 2 doesn't come out till Friday. Yeah. So, like, so despite the off. fact that there are there are four shorts I still need to watch, but I'll watch them Friday morning, hmm. and then... <laughs> and you'll be set. Yeah. yeah. It's, uh, it's weird. <laughs> um, the other thing I did was I saw Aquaman in D-Box. Yeah. So what is... I, I think the, the guys have explained this yes. before, so... but I, I have completely wiped it from my memory because, again... <laughs> Bad memory. Um, <laughs> so, what is the D-Box experience? D-Box, the way that... the, I think I just misinterpreted it uh, when Devin explained it to me. Because I expected to walk into like a theater um, that was all D-Box. And that it would kind of be like a 4D experience. So there would be um, effects coming at you too. That is what I expected. And what I got was... A regular movie theater with two rows of D box seating that were just motion seating, like okay. it just moved so you. That's kind so, of essentially what the theater in Ohio was when I went to see CG, except we didn't have movement. They were just really nice chairs, yeah, but yeah. they were advertising those like Disney interactive D box yeah. seats, like out in the lobby. My father sat in one oh after God. the movie. We went and saw Mary Poppins Returns, and then my father goes in the lobby and sits down in one of these chairs and watched the trailer for Mary Poppins Returns just so he could feel that's the chair fantastic. move. fantastic. <laughs> I mean, that's fantastic. That's so good. I love it. That's awesome. Oh, my God. I would do that. That's something that I would I'd be like, yeah, I need to just do it. It's, it's for a movie I've already seen, so I need to do it now. Um, uh, no, it was it was cool. It was just not what I was expecting. Um, at all. And, and the seats were like weirdly comfortable. Like they kind of forced you to sit up so you couldn't recline in them. You couldn't really like slouch. Like you couldn't, like, I didn't feel comfortable in them. Like they were, they were plush. They were cushy. So they, they like felt nice this is a weird way to be to be describing this no i get it. it's like it's it's but it's like you when are, you're forced into a certain position yeah. it doesn't matter how comfortable that position is the idea that you can't choose to shift exactly. if you want to. like the, the thing you basically had to sit with like proper posture to like really kind of get the 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 motion so maybe right. like conspiracy unlocked i know i stole that from you because i know you're going to do something later with that i mean you did but create it. i know like let's not <laughs> conspiracy unlock d-box seatings are just a way to fix the pro the posture epidemic in this world uh <laughs> well kind of except that they want you to sit properly so they can then like move you around. move your spine yeah. move your spine as they see fit yeah exactly <laughs> uh <laughs> so no so like you have to sit there kind of like like upright and they're still pretty, like, I also thought that I would kind of be able to not touch the ground. Like, I thought I would have room for my feet. Um, not really the case, but it's okay. Uh, it was cool. Like, it's definitely a experience that I think people, if you want to do it, do it. Because, but, because it's fun. It is cool. It's, it's cool. It's, it's sometimes jarring because, like, you forget or, like, my recommendation is that you go see a D-Box movie with a movie you've already seen. Because, otherwise, it could be distracting to you. Like, taking you know, the movement right. and everything. Yeah, yeah um, I get that. So, but there were moments where I forgot things, like, big explosions would happen during Aquaman. 
and the seat would just like start like shaking and then all of a sudden and you're like jolted around and I'm like oh I forgot that was gonna happen but this is cool like I'm so happy that I forgot it was gonna happen because I got to experience it with the D-Box so it was I mean it was cool it was just afterwards like my leg my legs hurt because I was trying to like lift my legs up and like you know how you can you like lock your legs in a position for a long time oh yeah so like I was trying to do that and I'm like oh this hurts but I want to feel like I'm swimming (laughs) so I'm gonna do it for the movie for the experience but I don't know I'd do it again I would definitely I would do it again with a movie that I've seen so I guess that's a way to look at it. If I would do it again, it's good enough, you know. Yeah. It's all it was also weird because 10 minutes into the movie, I was so afraid that it was going to be a terrible experience because 10 minutes into the movie, so you pick your seats. You pick your seats uh-huh. for the D-box. You you get assigned seats. And there were people who couldn't really find their seats or they were just sitting in them, but they weren't active. So they were just like regular seats. Um, and then there were other people just sitting in them and they had to move. Ten minutes into the movie. Now there there's a there are two girls sitting behind me. Ten minutes into the movie, this guy and his son or his grandson come in and loud. Like very, very loud and distracting. And they walk behind Devin and I can hear them like, God, come on, like just sit down, shut up. Like, let's just, you're 10 minutes into the movie. You shouldn't be here right now. So, um, they sit down and the guy's like, oh, is your seat moving? It should be activated. It should be activated. And he's like, I don't think these are our seats. What seat number are we are, are in? Like loud, like as loud as you would be talking to like a per, like just like normal decibel, not movie decibel talking, you know? Yeah. And then he turns on his flashlight on his phone and is shining it around the theater and like getting in my eye getting in Devin's eye shining on the seats on the bottom trying to see the numbers and then he's like she's in my seat and she points to the girl who's sitting behind me and I'm like oh my god oh my god just what is happening get an usher get an usher that's what they're there for yeah and then so he's like he like goes up to the girl and he's like hey you're in my seat and she's like someone bought these for us which i don't know if you know you have a signed seat so how could they also have the same signed seats so i don't know what happened but then he just like stormed out left his kid there just like this maybe eight-year-old kid Eight or nine-year-old kid in the theater left for, like, another five minutes, went and got an usher, and then the usher, with a flashlight, comes up, and the girls had already moved. So, because they were like, we're not dealing with it. We're just going to move. So they moved while he left. And so they sat down, (laughs) and I'm like, what is that? You're lucky I've already seen this movie. You are lucky that I've already seen this movie, because otherwise, it's not going to be a pretty show. Oh man, none of this would have ever happened at an Alamo. Because at an Alamo, once the <laughs> actual movie the starts, phone, right? well, not just that. Uh, the way the rules, st- the way the rules are, once the movie starts, they close the door. Yeah, so the only way you're getting be. in back, the only time you can like go into the theater after the movie starts is if you were in there already and got up to like use the bathroom. Yeah. But like once the like the trailers run, 
and then they run their big promo that's like no talking here's yeah. the rules if there's a you get a warning and then we'll kick you out and also once the movie starts the doors are closed you cannot just come in anymore like, I, I just yeah like that's the way you should run a theater and i wish there was an alamo draft house closer by because i would just go there but it was it was an experience go d go i would but ultimately i would recommend doing dbox at least once with a movie you've already seen and preferably people who know what they're doing yeah yeah (laughs) (laughs) yes but Um, the seats were big like i Devin and i like like we kept a seat between us because we didn't know if with the moving around we would be hitting each other right um but it it no like the seats were really nice and big and like gave you the the room to like flail if you needed to yeah i would think with all of like the i mean between the fact that you're i mean you're talking about a company that designs theme park rides so they know what they're doing but also like all of the hydraulics and other crap that have to go into those things they have to like they need room to move themselves yeah so like just by nature they have to like give you space to to breathe (laughs) while you're doing that but like i could like i was just wondering i'm like what if like a kid did this and he's like moving around like an eight-year-old kid just being jerked all over the place i'm like i wonder if they're gonna be small or big like i want i don't know but it was good it was it was cool it was an interesting experience yeah (laughs) Uh, are those by disney hold on are the d-box by disney I assumed that's what the D meant. I don't think so. I know that there's okay. Well, let me put it this way: the ones that we saw in Ohio, they were Disney specific. So I don't Disney know if those. Were, I don't know if they were. I don't know if those were considered D box or if they were just like a Disney interactive seating or something. I, I didn't see the. I didn't actually. Well, it wasn't Mary think Poppins it, movie though too. It was Disney. Right, the, like the, the right, like the thing was themed was all labeled Disney, but I don't remember the word specifically D box being there. But oh, I just, so I don't guess, think it is because there was probably no... not because DC is obviously not a Disney yeah, company. Yeah, and so also there was not a single like Disney logo on these seats, and I don't yeah. think Disney would have had a logo somewhere. Yeah, we <laughs> so saw definitely not... like labeled Disney, which is interesting. Oh, yeah, so yeah. so it, it's different, like probably right. the same Theater idea, stuff, but both. different right. different ways of executing it. So, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's really about my week and uh, Brooklyn Nine Nine and Orville, which I feel like is what we we should talk about now. Yeah, I mean, bro- I mean, Brooklyn Nine Nine is back, and it's I, it felt Nine very Nine? comfortable. Yeah, it felt very like the the only thing I'm going to say about it is that it felt like a Brooklyn Nine Nine episode. Yeah, like it, it was, didn't feel it was great. The production felt the same. The writing felt comfortable. All of the characters were there. You know, you always get that situation sometimes where like a thing changes changes stations, and all of a sudden, like half the cast is gone. Because they couldn't go with it. That happened to Supergirl when yeah. it moved from CBS to CW because <clears throat> they started filming in LA the first season and then the second season they moved to Vancouver in Canada with all the other CW shows. And so, like, half the cast were like, I live in yeah, LA yeah. though. <laughs> yeah. 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 No, um, I was, I was very, very happy with the first Brooklyn Nine Nine episode. And it was just, yeah, it just felt like no time had passed, nothing was changed. Well, like the smart choice just... to just like literally pick up off that oh, cliffhanger yeah. from the yep. end of the last season was like, oh, yeah, this is still the show, mm-hmm. by the way. So, yeah, it was cool. It was good. Uh, at the Orville, on the other hand, I thought made some very interesting choices with the start of its second um, season. Yeah. Yeah. Um, starting with the first episode, which fe- which felt like 
weirdly like a bottle episode like we need to save money episode which makes me think there's either well we're gonna get into what i think deeply here in a second but part of like part of that is possible that they have a bunch of plans for later this season oh yeah so they're just saving money up front yeah i just Uh, it, it was definitely more of hey we're still a show we're gonna show you all these people again and introduce these characters again and we're just gonna have a chill time we're just gonna hang out. We're gonna get you reacclimated. We're gonna throw in some of Claire's child. Some yeah, we're gonna throw in some with, new with their with the kids. Yeah, so the the first Remind episode you specifically. That she has kids. Um, yeah, the first episode specifically is like yeah, is it definitely like that? It's it takes yeah. place all on the ship. You've got about eight different like threads that they're picking up and reminding you about. Um, you know, uh, Ed and God, what's Claire, um Kelly. Thank you. Ed and Kelly have, yes, Ed and Kelly have, have definite, have like broken things off again. And now Kelly is seeing someone and like, you you know, um, Isaac, the robot is hanging out with the doctor and her kids, all of this stuff. Uh, the two episodes after that though, and this is where we're going to get into my conspiracy (laughs) are, I think season one episodes, I think that they had originally planned for 12 or 13 episodes for their first season and only got 10 because the Alara episode, which I think we should really talk about how great it is, also uh-huh. felt like a season one finale to me. Also felt like they like that felt like because it is very strange. Spoiler alert for this third episode of the Orville, everybody, just very quickly. It is very strange to have a character leave in the third episode of the second season it's a strange timing and so i kind of feel like i don't know if they filmed it for the first season but i feel like it was written as a possible like either yeah as like a possible season one finale Hmm. before they got into the second season stuff that information very well could exist like you could go it could i just like you could probably go on the wikipedia and find out production dates and whatnot because yeah. De- like Devin's done that, and he has found a lot of shows that have gone out of order, and it's exactly you know they thought they were gonna get more episodes, and they didn't, and then found out, hey, you guys are like too bad, sorry, just throw them in because you already made them. You yeah, know? especially when you get into like actor contracts of like yeah. uh, cat, the actor that played Alara might have only been contracted for 13 episodes thinking that was going to be your last one. So under, when the first season was only 10, they only had her for three episodes in the second season and stuff I, like that. I don't know. I, it's, honestly, I don't know. The other thing is that she could come back this weekend. Like that's the other thing yeah. is that we don't know what their plans are. Yeah. And I, I also don't I don't want to cheapen that either. It's an amazing episode. And there's a reason I didn't go and look for that stuff because like quite frankly, I don't care the yeah. episode is too good yeah. <laughs> i um yeah exactly i mean it's a great episode on until she leaves like it makes me so sad like i was crying bawling my eyes out because alora uh, alora what the hell alara is my my top favorite character and it's just like now i don't now i don't know if i if i want to continue <laughs> like she needs she need. I feel like she needs to come back. Like, she just needs to because it felt really all of a sudden. It felt very out of nowhere. Like you said. I mean, the. It makes sense, and I'm hoping that it was a season one finale, and that they just were like, "Hey, right. we need something." Um. 
and there's also like and like I said, I think the way if she comes back, yeah, that's the other thing. If she comes back, the way she comes back is going to be the thing that again, without doing any research, I'm gonna like headcanon it because if she comes back because like for the next like two weeks, the guy that replaced her they have problems with, and Ed is constantly begging her to come back and finally gets her back or something, it's yeah. gonna feel like oh they had some contract renegotiation to do. Mm-hmm. But if it's like half a season and then like. Mid season finale or mid season or the first season back from if they ha- even have a mid season finale with their starting in January. I don't know how that works. Like she comes back in some grand fashion for something, then it's going to feel like, okay, this is probably what they had planned all along and things just got screwed with the production schedule or something. Yeah. Like know. that's, I don't know. I really, I really hope so. I just, you think the second one was too, though? Yes, only because it felt. <sighs> That second episode felt a lot like one of the earlier episodes in the first season where they had – this happened with Star Trek a lot. But, this is where Zach's going to geek out about Star Trek a lot. <laughs> um, every now and then, especially on Next Generation, you have – I mean, most episodes you have like an A, a plot, B plot structure. Yep. Sometimes they would be connected. Sometimes they wouldn't because they literally had two disparate episodes that they couldn't make fit anywhere, so they just stuck them together. And this ep- that second episode really felt like we have this story we want to tell and we have this other more sci-fi story we want to tell. So what can we do to marry those two things together and stick them together? Should, should we explain what the episode is about for people uh, who haven't yeah. seen it? Yeah. Yeah, so we Basically, should. if you haven't seen the Orville, go watch the first season and then come <laughs> back and listen to the rest of this episode. Uh <laughs> We're just gonna, we also have an episode in the past where we oh, yeah, we really hard into the Orville. You can really listen to that, do. too. You can listen to that as well. Um, um, <clears> but basically, there's a Bordis, who is the like third in command, right? I believe so, yes. Um, he, there's a simulator on the, on, the, on the ship, and he starts going to the simulator to experience pornographic situations. Um, uh, in, in lieu of, in lieu of in, having actual intimacy in his own marriage. Yes. And the conflict of the episode is a that he, you know, was doing that and that um, Clyden, who is his his husband um, or mate or partner. I don't know how they would. They would probably I believe they say they say mate. They say mate. Right. Um, So his mate uh, pretty much tries to divorce him. And because. He, in like he the felt... most Klingon way possible. Yes. Oh I my love, god, that was crazy. That was awesome. Like I, lo- I loved it. Like uh... I loved it, but it was like really sad. Like I cried. I cried again. Um, because I was like, oh man. And then they find out that Bordis is doing this porn stuff, and it's revealed that Bordis is still having like anger against Clyden for. The, um, one of the most phenomenal seasons yeah. uh, episodes of oh the first season, God. which you should go back. I wish I knew the name of it off I, the top of my head, but um, uh, about, a, a, about a girl, I think is about what a girl. Called. Okay, go back and watch that. We're not going to go into a ton of detail about it because <laughs> it's amazing. Yes. But the results of the end of that episode caused a rift in this in, in their their marriage. Yes. That's that's kind of what's going on, which I love that there is like a continuation of that. I, I do like this story. Yes, I do, too. And it, it's just it's so evident throughout the the rest of the Orville season one that Bordis is 
he just becomes he's already reserved like their species is very reserved and very straightforward and you know i don't know they're basically because they're all male they theoretically they're a single gender species and they do consider themselves all to be male and part of that is also the like toxic masculinity i'm holding all of my feelings (laughs) in and i don't discuss these things unless it's important yeah so he so he has that already about him but there's more there's somehow more of it whenever he is talking to clyden or whenever he is you know there there's situations where it'll show more and it's like clearly he is upset about what had happened and he is upset uh, at clyden and he is upset with himself too because he allowed it to happen and it's just like you can tell but it's one of those things where you know something is happening but you're not quite sure like you don't remember why because of everything else that's going on in the episode um or in the in the season so seeing that like come to a breaking point really was crazy and and awesome um for me (laughs) no and i and i did i did like the story like i said i like that story i even do like the other story a a little bit just as like a sci-fi story by the way he uh, puts uh, a virus in the in the right (laughs) so what happens so what happens theoretically and so the way that the two plots get connected in the story the other thing that's going on is that they're orbiting a planet that's about to break up and they find out that the people are still living on it under the surface and they decide they can't leave, which is another interesting thing to me that they don't have, they don't seem to have like a prime directive thing that like Star Trek had. And so like, I think they went there assuming everybody was already dead. And then they found out that there were people living under the surface. Is that how that worked out? So they they thought it was a, they thought that civilization had already been destroyed by the star, I believe, or by the planet or something. Right. Uh, so so theor- so basically they need to do a rescue mission for these people and they needed a reason for the ship to not be working properly. Yeah. That's kind of what it feels like. And so you have this other story going on with with um, Bord- uh, Bordis yep. using the I don't know why I, for a second there I was like, no, that's not it. Yes, it is. Bordis using the simulator. And so he uses a like illegal <laughs> porn copy in there, which puts a virus in the system and starts to break the ship down. And so like it felt it felt very much like they had two thirds of an episode with the Bordis stuff and didn't really know how to fill out the last third. And so they were like, well, we could have this other sci-fi thing going on and this just affects it because every time they went to that, it felt so much like a different episode. Yeah. Oh yeah. (laughs) Like, and like, and like it really only like ultimately for its service to the, the main plot of the episode is that like, Bordis gets to do something heroic enough that he doesn't get fired. Like that's yeah. the only thing it really serves in the yeah. whole plot of the episode. But it's also it's also kind of cool. Like the Orville does a really cool thing of balancing like holy crap, this stuff is serious with this ship is stupid. Like you know, like the 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 stuff that people people are still living on this ship and still have lives and still have a sh- like. They basically, like, they have quarters. They live on this ship and still have social lives and do all that. So they're still going to do some dumb things. And I think a lot of that comes from, a lot of that comes from, yeah, anybody that's, that's, like, watched Star Trek the way that I think Seth MacFarlane and a lot of, a lot of Trekkies have over the years is to, you watch, um, 
you could watch seven years of Next Generation and you have those questions where yeah. you're like, what, <laughs> like, what, what do, do you, you do, do when you're not on this bridge? Yeah. Because you don't seem to do anything unless we need something to happen in your quarters for a plot. Otherwise, we don't see it. Yeah. And like Orville is very much going like, no, 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 no. Like there's other like sitcom normal human and alien BS happening yeah. all around all of this crazy stuff on the bridge where we're trying to stop a planet from imploding so we can save the people living inside of it. <laughs> it's like... And it, and, but I think that it's done it really, really well, especially for, like, now. <laughs> like, for for dealing with, like, dual narrative stuff and an A and B plot and all of that. Like, I think it does a really, really good job. And it does it, like, almost almost perfectly I, I don't want to say perfectly because i'm sure there's flaws but like especially in that episode it takes you away from the whole bordist stuff for just the right amount of time to kind of make you forget about it so then when you you it, i don't know if i want to like bring psychology into this but it it like shocks us with bordis and then makes us forget about bordis and then as soon as you see Bordis's face or just, like, his outline or his body, like, you are just like, oh, yeah, crap. Like, what is going to happen now? And how is it going to partake? Like, how is it going to affect everything else? Like, it really does kind of mess with play. I don't, I don't think that they actually think about this, but the way I am looking at it, it messes with your, your mind and your memory of how, of, like, how things go. Right. I mean, I think that's that, that's why it you does have it really, really well in that episode. It doesn't. Right. Perfectly I think in that episode. I think that's where the A and B plot structure of t television came from. Right. Yes. It was like we, we can't. Part of it was time filler. Like we it's a lot easier to just write two 20 minute stories and put yeah. them together than it is a 40 minute story. Yep. But also it's we're doing something really heavy. Take two minutes to breathe and yes, think about it, exactly. because otherwise it's very easy for that story to I mean, Bordis looks bad no matter what, I, and that's part of it. That's, I mean, that's that's part of what's going on is he needs to figure his shit out. But I think it would be very easy if the entire episode was about was about that to make Bordis look worse and worse and worse and worse. And so, in part of that, like we need to give him a heroic moment is like we need to remind the audience that he is good at his job. Yes, also, exactly. <laughs> like, well, that's how A and B plots come together. Like I. I learned about A and P plots by watching like That's a Raven and S Sweet Life of Zach and Cody. Cause at one point when I was watching those, it like clicked that, oh, there are two stories going on. And by the end of the episode, they're going to intertwine. Let's see how it happens. Right. And in the you best know? ways, they, they, inter they, like... they do intertwine and become yes. one story. Oh, and in yeah. the worst ways, it is someone does something in this plot that sets off one single thing yes. that's going to affect the other thing. And that could have been one of a million things that did that. So, yeah. like, I don't Orville, know. Orville also, it's weird. Like, you, you say the whole, it, it's like, we're having something heavy. Let's give her some time to breathe. Which, like, yes, that is... But it's time to breathe as a planet is imploding. Yes. Like, yes. Yeah. It's like, no, like the Orville doesn't really give you that time to breathe. Like if anything, the Bordis stuff, when he's in the simulator is like your time to breathe. Kind Or like maybe when he's walking down the hall, you get five seconds of when Bordis is walking down the hall to like breathe for a second and then shit's going to hit the fan again. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. I like I really like how it's structured in that it, way. 
Yeah, but again, and again, and um, I'm interested to see what happens like this weekend going Me forward. Too. Now that I... we're into like episode four, yeah. because the other thing is that like there was a character introduced in the first episode of this season that did not show yeah. up for the next two episodes, yeah. which is part of the reason why I think those two episodes were at least written for the first season. Okay, all right. <laughs> that's that's I, part uh, of it. I like, see what you're saying. Also, also is just like just thinking as like a as like a bridge, right? Like yeah. you get you get about a girl at the beginning of the season, and so you get the conclusion to that. Uh, toward the end of the season as opposed to next season when people may have forgotten what's going on yeah. um and then also the final shot of the of alara's episode is a callback to something that happened in episode one that i completely forgot about oh, until really? i yeah oh, no. <laughs> like i completely forgot that that conversation happened it took I, me a minute to click in my head maybe so like maybe it's because we rewatched them that's the other, uh, yeah, like, see, I haven't, until... I haven't watched them since the season was on. <laughs> but so we've been watching them with our parents, and as soon as the spoilers again for Orville, as soon as uh, Alara brings him the present, my mom's like, "That's a jar of pickles," and I was like, "Maybe," knowing full well that she was correct. Yeah, like I'm like, yeah, she, it, there's no way it's not gonna be a jar of pickles, like. Damn, I wish I got there. <laughs> but she said it, and she's like, as soon as she walked in with that box, my mom was like, yeah, it's a, that, as soon as he opens that up, it's going to be a jar of pickles. You watch. You watch. And I was like, okay. It's great. I love it. I get what you're saying. The only the only thing is that Topa is is much older. That's true. In... Which, might be, which might mean that they were episodes written for season one that then just got transferred to season two as well. They might oh, have just wait. been produced later. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Ooh, hold on. Does Topa ever show up in the second episode? Yes, because they have dinner at some point. And he's in... Ah, okay. Because yeah. I was going to say, Topa shows up in the first episode of season two. Oh, you know what? Maybe I'm thinking of the first episode now that you say that. I no, don't remember. No, no it's definitely... Uh, they're having they're having dinner or something or breakfast, and Clyden is like, "I want to spend time with you tonight." Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And Bordis was like, "I'm not having this conversation," and it's it's just poor little Topa like in the middle of it, watching them conver- converse and everything. Yeah. Um, because Topa, it- I mean, they have <laughs> my my dad and uh, I think my dad and my I think my dad and Devin were like talked about this or whatever topa obviously like grew older very quickly because he only took 21 days to be born i mean that's the other part to it we have no idea like like when you start putting in species especially with something like orville which is satirizing this stuff in a lot of ways the idea that like oh yeah by the way we just happen to grow like five five times faster than you people so don't be surprised when a 20 year old comes walking in the bridge yeah yeah, and and Topa, he he was probably like ten. I don't know, maybe like eight. I don't know, but he is old, older in that first You're episode right. of season one. So that's my only thing of maybe episode two is still for season two, unless it's maybe all, all three of them were supposed to be for season one. I mean, it's all. It's also. I mean, I don't think the first episode was. I really don't. No. Only because of the way that it's con- it's still connecting a bunch of stories from. Like, it's it's definitely reminding you about stuff. Yeah. And I also it, wonder. Like, there's also a part of me that wonder, again. It feels like that was a low budget episode, so yeah. that they could spend it on stuff later. Actually, so it's also possible that the two episodes, that that two and three were, 
just like conceived of or written for first season and never filmed. You and know, so when they got to season two, they were like, okay, we've got these two to burn. Yeah. Let's do this. And Actually, then we can focus on later season stuff. Now that I'm thinking about it, the evidence for, because I was like, Topa breaks it, but Topa really doesn't break it because season two, episode one, where they have to go to um, a, urination ritual for Bordis because his species only go to the bathroom once a yeah, year. Yeah, they, they just pulled, um, a, they pulled a Spock. They pulled a yeah. Spock. I have to have sex seven, once so, every seven years. Yeah. So, <laughs> and all of a sudden, there's just like this short little Mocklin with them. And I'm looking at him like, is that Topa? Like, I think that's, I think that is. And then they like, you know, they don't actually, I don't think they ever explicitly say um, him. But in season Two in episode two, like they clearly reference this is Topa. This is dude, you know who he is. So it's very possible that season two, episode two, was a way to show that Topa grew up, and then season two, episode one was just yeah, Topa still exists. Yeah, that's. I mean, it's hard to say. It's hard to say, and I'm, hard this to is say. not to it take away to like say. this is just like, a fun cons- conspiracy. It's not yeah. even really a conspiracy, but it's just a fun thing to think about. Don't take don't take away my unlocking. Um, <laughs> I have um, the power to do that. I create. Do. <laughs> um, I also want to shout out uh, again, uh, getting into the Alara episode very quickly. That had to. Um, I love the fact that there's a lot of. Um, Star Trek alumni who are in the background of the show. Brandon Braga uh, is one of the co-executive producers, and he was like one of the showrunners, and I think was one of the creators on like um, DS9 and Enterprise and stuff like that. Um, but Robert Picardo, who played the Doctor in, uh, in in Voyager, and I forget the actor's name, but the uh, guy that takes them all hostage was yep. the Doctor in was the doctor in Enterprise, which I'm just now realizing as I say that out loud, which is even funnier because <laughs> I knew they had both been on Star Trek before, but they were also both doctors, the doctor character for their shows. And they, oh my God, are they amazing. <laughs> Robert yeah. Picardo, who played Alara's father, um, his final scene where he is like breaking down and cry, like the guy brought so much gravitas to an episode yeah. of, a, to a silly episode of television. Like, brought it all to it and then also just the couple that are keep keeping them hostage as like are just fantastic through that whole episode yeah, especially because they're like anti-vaxxers yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. that episode was crazy like it was like oh, funny games was, in rear window yeah if it's all stuck together it was crazy it was so cool though um and really well done and i just really really hope that alara comes back because i honestly i honestly don't know if I would want to keep watching it without her. <laughs> I gotta be honest. Yeah. Yeah, like, no, Claire, I, I, I Claire is my second favorite, but there's I don't know. Like there's not a lot there's not a there's lot only of so much action you stuff. Can, but there's, yeah, there's, there's only there, so much action you can get yeah. out of a doc. <laughs> also, I mean, in the first season I feel like Claire was so present, like just as much as Alora uh, Alara um, but so far there hasn't, there's only been like snippets of Claire here and there in the second season. So it's like, if I get more of Claire, I'll be fine. I'll be good. But I also want a lot. Yeah. The next like couple episodes will the, tell the times. I, yeah. I, yeah. I, 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 optimistically suspect that Alara comes back because I think that like story wise, like, cause I, the other part of that is again, 
going along with my idea that that was going to be the season one finale, the idea that she then would come back a few months later, as opposed to would next make week, sense. would yeah. make all would also make yeah. sense. It's like, yeah, yeah. So, well, we'll I don't know. see. We'll I, see. I, I guess we'll see the, this weekend. But also, <laughs> Discovery comes back this week, and I'm so excited. We get more Spock. We get a third Spock, everybody, and he's bearded this time. Ooh, uh, bearded Spock. Bearded Spock. We get more of Christopher That's Pike, exciting. which I love. Uh, Bruce Green was great, but I love the original Jeffrey Hunter, Christopher Pike, for the one episode that he was in, and then the episode later where they spliced in the other episode. God, Star Trek production has been crazy for years, everybody. <laughs> um but I'm excited for all of that. They also just announced that Michelle Yeoh is getting her own show. As um, not to sp- I'm not going to spoil anything from the end of the first season of Discovery, but Michelle Yeoh, who died in the first episode that everybody saw, <laughs> she comes back later in that season uh, in a different form, and they have given that form its own show now, which is great. So we have yeah. three new Star Trek shows coming because there's a Jean-Luc Picard show on, in the works, and there's an animated series coming called Lower Decks. Wow. That is going to be all about the people that work like in the fucking brig and the like the 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 dregs of the enterprise yeah, and that has shows to be and stuff like that. Yeah, it? yeah. So there's <laughs> there's three new there are three new shows in the works as well as Discovery coming back. So that's crazy. We, that's awesome. And all of this all of this is also to say that like Star Trek Four may not be happening because they keep losing directors left and right. Oh, so geez. we'll see. <laughs> oh my god, that's exciting. Uh, that's very exciting. It is an exciting time to be in like the new we're in like the new era of Star Trek finally. <laughs> I don't I think there was a, there was a long time where we all thought we were going to be like puttering along with just every few years they would give us a new Kelvin timeline movie yeah. maybe, but I love the idea that Discovery, a show that pissed so many people off is like no, it's the thing that brought back Star Trek. So everybody So you're welcome. Relax. <laughs> yes. You're welcome for what was an awesome show that you should all Go watch it some point. It's on <laughs> blue right now. People rent it off a red box. I need to, That's all I, I got. Need to try. I, got I need to do it. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Well, I'm I'm done. I got that was my week, pretty much. <laughs> yeah, next week hopefully I'm gonna I mean we'll we'll I'll have more Kingdom Hearts news, I'm sure. Yay! I'm also I'm in season ten with Smallville, so I'm right at the end hey, in the last maybe, season. Maybe by next week I'll finish my Pokedex. There you go. Anything is possible. After we spent after we spent an hour trading, I was like, "Oh God, did I forget to trade a Goldeen? No, I just forgot to go catch one, because it shows up in one spot. Goldeen shows up in yeah. one spot." Okay, in that. I was gonna ask about Goldeen, because I'm like, "I need Goldeen. I need Goldeen." Route six on the very little strip of water that's there between, like, right north of Vermilion City oh. is just the spot that Goldeen, the only spot, and you need wow. to use alert to do it for some dumb reason. Wow. I caught two sea kings before I caught a Goldeen. Wow. What? Game? Anyway. What? Game? <laughs> nice. Oh, man. Well, <laughs> this has been, do I end it? Because you opened it? Sure. I, I think that's what we, that's uh, what we I don't think we've ever solidified that. This is that, like a forty-second episode, and we still don't know how to begin and end the episode. You're also very confident in numbering the episode because I have no yeah, idea. What, I, oh. <laughs> I want, I'm pretty. I'm almost positive it's a forty-second. We're getting there. We're getting there to fifty. We're almost there. Uh, this has been Sarah Report Junior, a podcast you should be listening listening to, subscribe to, and downloading each week. Uh, you can also find us on, um, I was going to say Instagram. We don't have an Instagram. Oh, yet. I don't even have a personal Instagram. Um, I know. <laughs> I, 
I love Instagram. That's another conversation for another time. Anyways, okay. <laughs> um, you can find us on YouTube at um, by searching Say Report Junior. Uh, we all of our episodes are on there. Well, not all of them. All ish. All ish. All ish episodes. I got some time this week. I'll get there. Yeah, all ish episodes are on our our YouTube channel as well as we have two uh video game playthroughs that Zach and I did. Uh, Zach played through, well, not played through, played a little bit of Stardew Valley and introduced me to that. We could and spend 100 hours playing through Stardew Valley if we, you really want. No. There's no end goal to that game, so, like, <laughs> no. I guess we could I go mean, to I mean, I could just come area. up with more conspiracies about why it's all about murder. So, <laughs> um, and then there's also one about, uh, for Doremi Fantasy, Mylon's Doki Doki Adventure, which I played and introduced Zach to. Um, hopefully we have some more of those coming out. Uh, so definitely find us on YouTube. Uh, you can also follow us on Twitter at Sayreport Junior, and you can follow each of us individually. I am at Dale's Brain, and I am at Zero Whiskey. Woohoo! Anything else, Zach? Nope. Let's go get ice cream. <laughs> Sounds good. Take it away, Liz. <laughs> Thank you for listening to the Say Report with your hosts Dale Decker and Zach Sarawick. Please follow the guys on Twitter and Facebook by searching for The Say Report. And you can always subscribe on your podcast channel so this is delivered straight to you and you can enjoy it every week. With apologies to your mother, we'll see you next time.